Today we have Rob Jackson. He's going to talk about a little bit about his career, how he got here, um, product management, product owner, um, some of the things we've done in the past and stuff like that. And then if you have any questions, we have a couple people. Do you want to hear that are previous coaches of mine or some current that are out there? Um, I don't know if you want to, you guys want to introduce yourself since this is a meetup, but we don't have to, we, we kind of know it's up to you. I'll leave that to you. Um, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. StreamYard's not working too well. So I'm going to just go on mute myself. Um, if I hit mute, can you guys, okay. I'm going to hit mute, make sure you all can hear each other talk. So go ahead and have a conversation and give me a thumbs up if you can hear. Greg, Greg, can you hear me? Hello? I can hear you. I can okay, hear you fine. good. What about anybody else? I can't hear you. You're talking. Well, I'm on mute. That's because I was on mute. Is anybody else here? Everyone else here, Rob? I'm not worried yeah, about I can hear Rob. Rob, you're crystal clear. All right, Rob, All right, good. Go for it. All right, cool. All right, my name is Rob Jackson. Um, today I'll be giving a presentation on uh, my career, how I got into product owner and product manager role, uh, how Greg's mentorship has impacted me, and then the benefits of uh, Greg's mastermind group and how it's helped me along. So let me begin by my career. You know, it's, it kind of fascinates me of how when I look at different product owner and product managers, how they get to that position, because they come from all different types of places. I mean, I've seen psychology degrees. I've seen, you know, basket weaving. I've seen all kinds of people get into product owner, or product manager, you know, type roles. Uh, my career began really, truly as a veteran. You know, when I was in the Army, uh, I was a, a personnel management specialist, meaning that, you know, I thought I would just type letters all day, and I hated that aspect of it. But um, in 1995, I got deployed to Bosnia-Herzegovina, and there's a picture of me and my laptop in Bosnia. And during that time, we got, we used to have these reports, and it was coming out of this SITPER system. And it was all text-based, comma-separated values. And we'd go through like big, huge stacks of paper and highlighting different values of how many people are leaving in 60 days, how many people are leaving in 90 days. All the data was in the computer, but it could not spit out the type of reports that we need to report on. So I was like, I do not like going through this and having to highlight all this and then count up each page and then make a PowerPoint slide off of that. So I had the opportunity to say, hey, can I see if I can build a better way to do this? And so I went downstairs to our data people and I said, you know, can I get that information on a disk? Can you just give me the comma separated values? I heard about this wonderful program called Microsoft Access. And I loaded the 35 diskettes that it took to load Microsoft Access back in those days. And um, luckily we found them all and they, you know, disk 22 was not corrupted. 
that's usually how it rolls. You know, you get 22 and then you're messed up. But I got it all loaded. I was able to import that file into Microsoft Access very easily. And from there, I was able to pull reports and pull data and all of that. And then that kind of set my life of, hey, I like making people's jobs easier. And that was kind of the way I took my career from that point on. It's like, can I make, can I take hard tasks and sometimes somehow make it easier on me or make it easier on, you know, other people? So I did that for the rest of my military career for about two more years after that. We built a huge strength management program, and we were able to manage all the personnel strength. We were able to determine how many people needed to be in a tank. If we lost a tank crew, we could well, – we didn't – you know, they didn't die. They just went out. But, you know, you know, we got four tanks. We need a tank crew, which is six people. How do you, you know, where are those six people that we can put in those six tanks or four tanks? And we did all that through strength management and through Microsoft Access. Um, so I got out of the military. I went to tech school and got my technical degree. And while I was in tech school, uh, the local hospital called and they said, hey, we're getting ready for this thing, this Y2K thing. You know, is the year 2000 is going to come and all the computers are going to break. And so do you have anybody over at the tech school that would be interested in coming and helping us update our computers? And I thought, you know, they, they thought of me and I went around and so I got the job. And so I went around from place to place, all the different computers. I blew out all the dust bunnies and all of that. And I was able to update the, the BIOS on all of these old computers and got them ready for Y2K. Um, halfway through that, uh, to that job, I was offered a full-time position, and I took the role of hospital system administrator. And I've stayed in that role for about 13 years. And that really taught me how hospitals work. You know, I was able to work in radiology, the OR, everywhere, and learn how to learn the healthcare system. We, we used a system called Meditech. I learned the Meditech system. I got into the Meditech system report writing. So I was able to help um, people get reports. So I got back into my database kind of things. But I got, you know, I was able to write reports out of the Meditech system. And I just really liked it a lot. Um, I really liked the EHR part of it. I got kind of tired of fixing printers and updating servers and building virtual servers and doing backups and all of that fun stuff. So I had the opportunity uh, to look at another opportunity where uh, the government was moving away. They didn't want physicians to do everything through dictation. So they wanted to move to uh, electronic documentation. So they were taking what the doctors did, a script they used to dictate, and we put that on paper. And so we built the physician documentation into a Meditech system. And that was a brand new feature that this large company was using. So I was one of the first FTEs, everybody else contractors, and we built out those physician templates. And that taught me, you know, kind of documentation, taught me, you know, hey, I need to figure out, I need to talk to physicians and figure out what, what do they want, what, in what order do they document this information? 
So they do the physical first, do they do the history first, and make the documentation work for them so it's very easy. So we did it the kind of the way they, they do their dictation. So it was kind of, it was already kind of formatted in their mind. So that kind of taught me how to work with different stakeholders and different groups because five different people told me five different ways. So I had to come up with some kind of agreement and work with all of them together and see if I could get those physicians to agree with each other. Uh, from there, uh, I started moving into the um, emergency services. So I was doing the same thing, similar. I was actually building the templates uh, in the previous role, but then I moved to a director of clinical data and technology. And in this role, I was actually working with the different physician, emergency room physicians and actually getting the requirements and then send it to the team who actually put the, who built the template. So I kind of moved from the technical side to more of a, the clinical side where I was more of the business owner. Uh, they called it a business owner, but it was kind of like the product owner, product manager to work with them and say, hey, this is what I need to be built. This is what I need the documentation here. This is how I want these questions. This is a date field. This is a text field. And um, yeah, so I did that. That really taught me a whole lot. And um, also I started working with a lot of data analytics. So we built out all the different times from the time a patient went to the ER to the time the patient left the ER. We knew every time step. We knew the time the doctor first walked in the room. We knew the time when the nurse put the first orders in. We knew the first time a medication was given. We knew what those medications were. We knew when the discharge instructions came and we knew when the patient left the door. And we also knew if they came back within 24 hours. So we knew everything that was to know about that patient and their interaction to the ER. And we were able to track all that information. Uh, so, this was the fun part. February 14th, Valentine's Day, uh, 2020, I get called into the office and they tell me that, hey, uh, they're going to take my position and move it to a different team. They're actually going to move it to different teams. And that, you know, they're going to give me uh, a package to uh, look for opportunities elsewhere. So, you know, I had no idea. This was February. We had no idea of COVID. We had heard about it that it was going around the world, but, you know, I didn't know. So I took my package. I was gone in March. And then two weeks after I left, then all the lockdown and everything happened. And so finding another job wasn't going to happen. Uh, I, so during that time, I worked on my resume. Uh, I'll talk about it later, but I reached out to Greg. Uh, I started, you know, figuring out how how can I take some of my previous experience and, you know, kind of rebuild myself. How, you know, what am I going to be? So I worked on that. I worked on my master's degree, got some Agile certifications, learned more and more about Agile, and um, it was in my growth year. So I kind of learned I learned a lot about myself, and I learned how I learned about Agile and product owner and product managers and all of that. So uh, my first job as a product owner was with uh, K-Force as a contractor with Humana. It was a really great opportunity. They used SAFE. I learned all about all the different SAFE uh, processes. You know, that's a huge framework. And um, I learned about all the different ceremonies 
and it was a really good opportunity for me. And then after a year there, I had a friend of mine reach out to me and said, hey, my company's looking for a product manager. Would you be interested? And I was. So uh, I took an opportunity to work with her, and now I'm a product manager with her at that company. So uh, the next thing I'd like to talk about is um, what is the difference between a product owner and product manager? Because it is very confusing. And a lot in some frameworks, these two titles can be used interchangeably. Uh, some places use a product manager and some people just call them a product owner. It just depends on the framework you're a part of or the kind of size of your organization. So if you're a product manager and you have a product owner, which in the company I'm at right now, we have both. And then at Humana with SAFE, we had both. So in my situation currently, this is kind of how it lays out. Um, in my role, you know, I think big picture. So I work on, I work, go to different clients and I find out what they need. I find out, you know, what does, what is selling? What, you know, what, what features does our software need to have so that it can sell, so that people will buy it? Um, you know, what, you know, what does my software need to do? Does it have any issues that are causing our customers dissatisfaction that we need to fix? Does it have, you know, long bugs that need to be fixed? Um, so I work on, I go and get the workflows and all of that, and then I get all that together, and then I work with my product owner, and we break it up into, and my product owner breaks it up into smaller pieces. So we, after we have a mock-up and all of that, then we, he works with, and he starts writing all the stories. So I kind of write the epic, and then he writes the stories based off of that epic by looking at some of our mock-ups and by looking at some of our um, workflows. So as you can see from this chart, you know, I see the vision of the product, I get the customer understanding, I prioritize the features, and then I define the product roadmap. While a product owner kind of they're they're like they're closer to the team. You know, they they attend every stand-up, they attend every grooming session, they they're hand in hand with the product team every day. Um yeah. Hey Rob. Yeah. Do you feel like you're closer or further away from the team as a product manager versus a product owner? Oh, a product manager, definitely. I'm further away from the team. You know, it's, it's really, I mean, I have to make an effort because I like getting in the weeds. I like seeing, hey, this is really cool. That thing I designed, you actually built it. Let me play with it. Let me, let's talk about it. And, you know, my product owner's like, hey, I, I got this. You know, you know, so I, we kind of, yeah, yeah, we got this. Hey, Rob, you know, you know, if I'm on, if I do attend the stand up, I have to catch myself because if they ask a question about a feature, I have to pause and let my product owner answer before I do, you know, and say, okay, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you seven seconds. <laughs> and if you haven't answered, I'm going to jump in because I'm really eager to answer. You know, so I have to make an effort to let the product owner do do their role. And just so you know, the same thing goes between a scrum master and an agile coach. 
You know, scrum yeah. master's in there with the team, got it every day. And agile coach comes in. That's one of the things I do. And you have to, like, bite your tongue. <laughs> it's yeah. really tough. So, you know, and I, I've I've given my product owner permission to slack me and say, hey, Rob, hush. You know, if I'm, you know, like, hey, I got this. So I need, you know, that's something that it takes time. It takes trust. You know, when we started working together, I had to, you know, just kind of learn and trust him and kind of back off. But, you know, I'm, you know, at the end of the day, I'm responsible. You know, if the product didn't get delivered, the product on the product manager is responsible for it. It's my name is beside that project. So speaking of that, Edwin, do you want to ask your question? Because he just walked into your trap. Yeah, so uh, hi, Rob. Uh, my yeah. role is uh, an Agile uh, delivery lead. So I'm between, um, well, what I think is between a project and uh, and being an uh, Agile coach within the organization. Do you have any experience with delivery leads? And if yes, uh, what is the difference between uh, the role difference between project management and delivery lead. So we have a person, I guess, this kind of delivery lead. They are our implementations team, I guess. Would that be kind of where they they actually take our product and roll it out to our customers? You know, they work, make sure they get educated, make sure that, you know, we say, hey, we need all the users on this Excel spreadsheet so that we can import them. They make sure all that gets filled out. Is that kind of what you're talking about? You know, yeah. They, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, in my role is working with the teams more directly because yeah. I've seen people um, with project management. Uh, it's more working for with the customer uh, and, and the client separately and then delegate the project to the team. Um, I think that my vision of delivery is just working with the teams, have a, like a hybrid role where you're working with the customer and with the delivery teams and upskill um, the teams to high performance. Yeah, I mean, we have, I guess, we have like, you know, the implementations team will work through me to get that information from my team. You know, like, hey, hey, we, we've tried to import this, it's not working. Can you, Rob, can you figure out with the team to, you know, figure out why this isn't working or, you know, that kind of thing, you know. I mean, they actually work in the same office with them because I'm remote and they're, they're all in there and they're all together in Dallas. So they could just walk down the hall and probably talk to them faster than uh, coming through me. But, um, yeah, it's we do, you know, that's, that's something that's a different thing because they kind of project manage us. You know, they're, you know, they're like, hey, you know, we said that we told the customer we would have this feature done by this date. All right, where are you at on that? You know, is it behind? You know, if the so is behind, how far behind? Because the customer is really waiting on this. So, mm -hmm. you know, we do feel pressure from that implementations team. And do you work close close with the the delivery leads? The implementation team? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have to. I think so, I think so a mistake not to. Yeah. So your 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 vision is to have a project roadmap and then collaborate with the that implementation team to towards a particular outcome. Yeah. But as you said, it's it's your end result. Is that is that really it is, or is it just the team's efforts towards that delivery? 
No, I mean, we it, we work really well together. I mean, because they get to talk to the customers a lot more than I do. You know, uh-huh. that's, you know they actually, you know, they have a relationship. You know, they, they spent weeks together while they implemented the system. They trained together. They did lunch together. They ate pizza together. You know, I hang out with them on an afternoon. Or I have, like, you know, an hour phone call with them. So mm-hmm. th- a lot of times they get the feedback a lot more than I do. So, you know, if I want to ask, hey, how do they feel about this feature? You know, my shortest place to get to is just call implementations and ask them because, yeah. you know, they actually were there when it was being trained. So, okay. yeah, my best friends are the support team and the implementations team. I think, you know, you need to be really close with them because they know the people in the field, too. Like, hey, can you can you make me an introduction with so-and-so at so-and-so company? Because they know the people. I don't. I don't necessarily know the people. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And and Edwin, I just just add to that. I had one job where it was delivery lead slash project manager slash scrum master in a way. I was like all three. So I mean, it depends a lot of times on the organization and what Mm -hmm. is the role terminology of the day. Kind of like Rob saying, sometimes your product manager, product owner, they can get kind of mushy, you know. Yeah. Um, I I just tell people be flexible and kind of go with the flow. Don't worry so yeah. much sometimes about the title. And um, yeah, and that's yeah, what, I, what I try to get right. Yeah, what I try to get an understanding of how we can work because all different roles and titles, how we can work work more efficiently together towards a particular outcome because uh, that's the most important thing. But as you said, like uh, uh, looks like the product uh, managers are really uh, um, um, a great role for communication across internal and external stakeholders. So cool. Yeah, because everybody's talking to us. I mean, sales is talking to us, support is talking to us, implementation is talking to us. The product owner and the engineering team are talking to us. You know, we're, I mean, we're we're the manager of the product. You know, we're kind of that central, you know, we're going to be the hub of all that information from all those different groups. So you should, you know, if someone asks you a question, you should be able to make that connection between all of those different groups. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Rob, do you mind if I share something from what some of our conversations we've had? Yeah, sure. I liked when we had conversations when we were doing the coach coachy thing. You're like, well, how do I do this? And I said, well, you got to have a conversation and figure out whose role. And, and Rob worked himself into, well, I should have a conversation with the person. I mean, to decide who's going to do what so we don't get inefficient. You know, not those words per se, but the whole idea is that as Rob was kind of talking about how himself as a product manager and product owner, you have to negotiate those roles and what you're going to do and be on the same page. Yeah. And I know we talked through that and then he did it. And then this is where he got to. Right. So, I mean, that's the critical part is you have that conversation. I think, what do you think, Rob? Oh yeah. I think that's the most important thing because Everyone in the company is heading in the right direction. We all want the best for our customers, you know, and I've kind of focused on healthcare because, you know, I don't know, I think it's warm and fuzzy. 
I feel like, hey, these people are in pain. These people are suffering. And my people that I support, you know, help with that pain, help with that suffering. So that's kind of my goodness. You know, I'm I'm not one to give you a shot, you know, but if I can make documentation easier for you where you're now instead of worrying about, hey, I'm going to get all my documentation done. Now you can actually sit down with this patient who is hurting and you can have a conversation with them and you can, you know, spend a little extra time with them to make them feel better. And you can worry about less about documentation. Then that makes me feel good. You know, that's, you know, it's kind of goes back to Greg's thing. Hey, I want to make, you know, we're going to make, we're going to make agile scrum mastering, you know, and all of that fun and make it efficient. So you can spend more time with your family. Well, our role in, you know, delivering software is to make software easy, make it, you know, efficient so that our stakeholders can spend more time with their family or with their patients. So that's kind of been my, my mantra, my whole career. You know, my mother and my wife are both nurses. And so, you know, when they came home, hey, I'm post, I'm going to be home at seven. My, I get off at seven. Well, they don't get home until nine o'clock because they're they were spending two extra hours at work doing documentation. And, you know, and that that's kind of that really that's kind of hit home to me. Like, hey, you, you did all your stuff, but everything was written on napkins and, you know, post-it notes. And you had to go put it all in the computer and you couldn't leave until all the documentation was put in. So. You know, we need, to, you know, that was just my thing. Hey, how can I make it easier where they can get home on time and put their children to bed? So, so it's kind of back and forth, you know, the product owner, product manager, you know, the product managers kind of, they, you know, once they kind of get their project product done, you know, get all the stories written, get the epics, get all that, get a plan together, they kind of move on to something else. You know, they, you know, in their mind, you know, they're still watching that other one get built, but they're also moved on to the next project because as soon as that product owner and that team get done with stories, they're going to come ask you, hey, what's next? And you've got to have a whole nother set of work for them to do because the last thing you want is, hey, I have a team of five developers and they don't have any stories to work on. So you've got to keep on, you got to be ahead of them. Uh, you got to be months ahead of them, you know, with the work. And so that's, that's always that. a challenge. The same thing goes between the similarities you're talking about between a project manager and a program manager. It's like the same way the project manager's got their, their project they're working on. And the program manager's job is to keep everything moving, moving and plan for the next project for the team or with a project. So, so it was kind of very interesting. Your similarity description to those roles is very similar as well. Yeah. Uh, so the next slide, we kind of, we kind of already covered it, but um, yeah, my current team structure, my company right now, we have. We have uh, four teams. Uh, every team has a product owner and a product manager. Uh, the uh, product owners, uh, 
like I said, they work on all the stories. They work. They uh, we don't have scrum masters. Uh, our product owners kind of act as the scrum master. So you know they handle. They do the they do the daily standups. They do the um, you know we do a retrospective. I think we do a retrospective every quarter uh, to talk about the previous sprints. Um, yeah, and then we just kind of do we kind of do a lot of that ourselves. Okay, so um, I have to ask, how's that going? It's fine. It really, I mean, it. I think we're pretty close net. Uh, we do a scrum of scrums, but it's it's with all the product teams. We get together and talk about, hey, how can we work together? What do you have? Do you need something from me, or do I, you know, do I need, you know, do you need something from, you know, that's how do we have anything that we need to work on with together? We do that. We do a scrum. We do our little scrum of scrums weekly. How is the yeah. So does every team have a product manager and a product owner? Yeah. So you kind of have two people doing that role in a lot of places. They might have just the product owner not have a manager per se for each team. So then then I would really be worried about yeah. the product owner doing the scrum master role as well, which is, you know. How yeah, that, that would be really hard. Yeah. yeah. Because we have two people, it makes it easier to, I mean, you have a lot of redundancy therefore um, and you can split out what you need to do because yeah you know if if you weren't there to help look at that vision i mean i've seen a lot of things where product managers had more than one team per se yeah and stuff like that too so okay cool yeah and that's that's the future vision for our company is for you know eventually i'll have two product owners below me and you know and so i'll i'll run two teams and then I'll just kind of, I'll be, it's be a lot of work trying to queue up the work for them. But yes, it'll be, it'll be, that'll be interesting. Um, I think one will be working on new features while the other one will be working on enhancements. That's probably how it'll end up working out. Okay. And you, and you talked about already about how you support your team. Mm -hmm. Once you get to interact, you got more of the product yeah. owners at that level. How do you support your stakeholders? kind of curious uh so we do we do weekly sessions with two like two of our major clients uh and our implementation team hosts those meetings so implementations hosts those meetings and just says hey you know i have all the product owners on the call is there anything you're having issues with is there a feature you're trying to install is there any issues with the software are there any outstanding support tickets that you need resolution on? Is there, do you have questions about the system that you, you know, you need input on? Mm -hmm. So we meet with two of our larger clients. Uh, the other ones, you know, they just don't, they don't, you know, they don't give us much feedback. I guess if they, they wanted to have a call, they could. But, you know, we just, we have that touch points with them. And that's, that's the way we interact. And I'm actually going on site to one of those tomorrow. So I'll be there for two days, and I'll get to see some of their ceremonies that they do. Uh, they have they have special meetings that they do, and our software supports those meetings. And I'll be watching them use our software to conduct those meetings. Okay. So, but yeah, that's how that's how we interact. That's how we support our stakeholders right now, and then also through, like I said before, through the support team and through the implementations team when they get questions and all they send us an email or a support ticket 
and so we try are to. Your, are your stakeholders coming to your facility, or are you going out to their? I'm facility? going there. I'm going to there. I'm going to their facility. Is it just one facility? Not like a couple of facilities, just one for them. Yeah, it's just one. It's just okay. a little office. So you actually go out and physically go meet your customer. Mm-hmm. There you go. And we're gonna be there early. So it's a hospice. So the nurses come in in the morning and get their supplies. Yeah. So we'll be there first thing in the morning before they go out and see patients. Mm-hmm. And then we're just going to go and we're going to sugar them up with Krispy Kreme donuts and uh, talk to them yeah. and see, you know, see as much information we can extract from them before they hop in their cars and go see patients. So, yeah, so this is a good part. So, you know, when, as you see in my previous role, you know, I was with, I was with my previous company for 24 years between the hospital and their corporate headquarters. And we did a little, we did waterfall, but you know, we deployed projects. I had to come up with requirements. Yes, it was 30 page requirements. And then some things I could send an email and it was almost like a user story, you know, or I could send little tasks and write, you know, a whole bunch of task lists and say, Hey, I want this done. And then this done and then this done and this done, which could be in comparison to stories. But, you know, in some cases, we had to do the 30-page requirements for Waterfall. And what I learned was, hey, halfway through my Waterfall project, I would change what I wanted. Or leadership would tell, you know, change what I got from them when I wrote up that 30-page document. And I was like, there has to be a better way. And my boss said, hey, there's Agile, but our company's not Agile. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'd like to learn more about this Agile thing. So I joined the, I was desperate for information about Agile and I was on Zoom. And so the Philadelphia, what's it called? The Philadelphia Scrum Masters group. They're a little. Oh, Agile uh, Philly maybe? Yeah, Agile Philly. And that's where you reached out to me because I said, you know, on a call, I was like, hey, I'm looking for a mentor. And you kind of like reached out to me and said, hey, I'll be glad to mentor you. And I thought that was really cool. And I appreciated that. So I started working with Greg and I met with him weekly. And, you know, I was kind of, I was very young in the, in the scrum. I was very much a Padawan. And I think I'm still kind of a Padawan. We all are. And, I'm still yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I was, Greg was very extremely open with me. Like, you know, as I talked, you know, I was going through, you know, I was still, going through that, hey, I got rift, woe is me, you know, that was, you know, that was hard, you know, I had to kind of build myself back up, and, you know, he listened to me, you know, he's like, hey, I've been through this before, you're going to be okay, you're going to go find a job, this is a terrible market, just learn as much as you can, you know, do the, do what, every day try to learn something new, Always try to be learning while you're here. This is an opportunity for you to learn. And he would say, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to finish your resume or I want you to read this book or, you know, just just challenge me. Hey, I want you to reach out to this many people or I want you to apply to this many jobs. You know, just always challenging me to do something. And then, you know, just, you know. Part of that was, hey, you got to cold call these people. You got to cold call these, e- you got to email these people and you don't know who they are, you know, to ask them about a job position. And, you know, just, you've got to, you know, you just got to have courage and do it. What's the worst thing you can tell you is no. 
you know, that they're not going to help you or, you know, just just do it. And then, you know, he gave me a lot of advice on what classes to take. Hey, this is the certification you need to get. You need to get this one first and then go get that one second. This is the book you need to read. And then just, you know, he's always giving me guidance, you know, when we're and that goes kind of in the next one, too. But just Greg's always there to give guidance. As I guess that's his love language. You know, he's done 3000 something shows every morning. You know, Greg's always there. Isn't it 3000 something? Greg, I am not 3000, like 1100. We'll go with that. All right, 1100. My, my, my number was better. I, but, uh, I yeah. did 3000 daily scrums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just, he, you know, he loves giving guidance, he loves teaching. And just, you know, if you're out there and you're wondering, hey, you know, it's not necessarily if we want to be a scrum master. If you just want to be anything in the agile world, uh, Greg's mentorship would be a great place to start, you know, because he will definitely help you and get you on the right track. Any questions about Greg's mentorship? I think everyone's an expert on that. I don't that. know if Edwin's got any commentary on that one. <laughs> he was one of my early ones. Edwin was like yeah. number two or something. Um, yeah, I can say something about great mentorship. Um, uh, yeah, um, I had one like a long time ago when, uh, and he's he's reached reached out to the to the LinkedIn network, and that's really cool. It's like it just I'm open to get more mentorship, and I and I was also uh, in your position, Rob, that uh, wanted to learn. I was really eager to to get to know more about Agile and Scrum and how I can get into the into the position of, of the Scrum Master uh, at that time. Um, it's, it's really great to to get Greg's mentorship and, and his knowledge and expertise and his indeed he's pushing uh, pushing uh, ourselves to to be better and uh, asking very variable questions that sometimes you don't you think you got all the answers, but you don't. So you really need somebody help you to guide you through. And Greg is a, is a amazing. I forgot about all I, those questions I would ask you, Edwin. You would do something. And I said, "Well, what do you think about this?" And then was like, "Yeah, oh, I didn't think about that." Um, <laughs> I didn't yeah, those are, so those are good there, conversations. I enjoyed them. And what Greg said, like we're always learning. Even like for now, I'm still learning new materials and. Um, it's an endless learning journey, and that's so exciting because you, you meet new people, meet new scenarios, and you, you know a little bit what works in previous organizations, and um, and you can bring it along. and And because we are so learning, and we can maybe be a mentor ourselves to others who want to be into this position. Um, Edwin, didn't you like host like an agile conference out in New Zealand? Sometimes you. You were trying to yeah, do some and, stuff and things too. And actually, th thinking about doing a lean coffee uh, format again online. <laughs> so, do that again. Get out there in the world. Maybe I need to push get, you a little more. Get out there, it's yeah. Easy out there in 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 New Zealand. <laughs> it's summertime here now, so. Um, <laughs> uh, but hey, Rob, if you know, I don't know if you're going to talk about it on another slide, but you remember how you were looking for a job, and I said. Sometimes this first job is just for the learning experience, not the quote, perfect job. 
Yeah. Sometimes we have to take that job just to learn something and fill in a resume to get us closer to the next job. Yeah. So that's one thing. What was your thoughts on that one? When we were yeah, I was thinking about that today. You know, just, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I don't know how this will hit, but, you know, just, you know, a contract position. You know, they're like, I don't want to do a contract position. You know, sometimes a contract position will get you in a door that you won't get if you try to do it as an FTE. You know, they, they have guaranteed relationships. Yes, you work for a contractor, but it gives you an insight into an organization that you probably aren't maybe totally qualified for, or you would not be able to get in without tons of connections you know, in politics. So, you know, my, my experience with Humana was awesome. Just to be a part of a safe framework, you know, safe, you know, like I said before, it's huge, but you can scale down safe because, you know, if you scale it down, then it's kind of basic, you know, agile, but it's, it's, it's agile on extreme steroids to me. You know, it just got tons and tons of ceremonies. But, you know, with a company the size of Humana, you needed a lot of that because there were a lot of different moving pieces. So I, I, I know I value my experience with it. And you know, I went through K-Force and they were very good to me. You know, they gave me a lot of support. Uh, they, you know, they put me in a lot of different interviews. Uh, they helped me with my resume. So a lot of these contracting companies are really good, and they'll, they're glad to support people that are, you know, between positions, and, you know, they just kind of want to help people. Yeah, and there's a lot of positions out there that are six months or something, they yeah. say, to get the thing. I mean, as long as you're not relocating yeah. to another area and have to put all those expenses out, it's like, you know, you just think of a six six month learning something, adding to your resume, you know, if they do or don't take you, or maybe you don't like the company, you're trying the company out as well. You know, yeah, it's a two way street. Yeah. So cool. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. And so the next one is our, is the Greg uh, mastermind group. Uh, it's master, you know, if you'll hear mastermind, but Greg's is mastermind, but, you know, we, you know, this was something he came to me and a couple of others with. Uh, this was a good time. It was just kind of this meetup, but it's a meetup that kind of challenges each other. You know, you have a set, you have a set schedule. You have some, you have some goals that the group wants to work on. You know, it's just, we all get together. We have, uh, we have goals. We're accountable to each other. We can practice doing whatever's challenging us. I put, you know, if you're having a problem with public practice, public speaking or speaking or interviewing, you can just, you can do an interview with the mastermind group. You can, if you have some questions, do you think they might be stupid questions? You can ask the group. It's a safe environment. Nobody's going to make fun of you or you shouldn't feel like, you know, you shouldn't feel inferior because you have this question and you can kind of come at whatever level you're at. Um, uh, Greg has a Slack group. If you have a quick question, you need some help with something, you know, you can send out a quick message on Slack and you'll get some responses and you know, maybe to help yourself today. Like, Hey, I've got a stressful situation, a meeting this afternoon and I need some advice. You know, you'll get some of those responses and maybe they'll help you that afternoon. Um, and then you also have access to JIRA. So if you, 
if you're a young, uh, uh, you know, scrum master, uh, product manager, project owner, and you've never had access to Jira and you don't know Jira software, uh, Greg uses Jira and you can start getting familiar with it so you can put it on your resume. But it also teaches you how to manage your, your projects, which your project is yourself. You know, hey, you said you were going to read a book. Where's your where's the reading of your book at? You know, you get put it in, you know, through the chart and hey, it's in my to do. Uh, I'm doing it. I finished the book. It's done. So, it, you know, it kind of teach you some of the agile processes. So I've really enjoyed being a part of the group. Now, he's not a paid. Um, I am not paid for nothing. I did, did not know he's going. And I was like, are you hinting that I should call it masterminds instead of mastermind? You call it Mr. Mind. No, I don't. I that think so. No, I've seen. Hey, Scott, didn't he write Mr. Mind? I don't know if Scott's there. He might have went to his, his daughter yeah. had something going on. I think you wrote Mr. Mind. I don't know. Maybe. I have to look now. No, I have to look. I don't remember <laughs> doing that. Maybe it was a mental faux pas that I did. In German, it would be Mastermind. Right? <laughs> Would it be mastermind? All right. Master is master. All I knew how to do was order um, McDonald's in German. So I don't even know how to do that. Rosa Cola. Uh, Ein Big Mac. Edwin the Joiner Mastermind. But it's yeah. hard because you're all the way in New Zealand, so you're all yeah. Time zone. We I think I learned one mistake. One thing I wanted to do more is try to get people in different time zones to be in the same group because it was hard. We had some people in uh, the UK um, try to join up and it was hard to get the right time and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's diff more difficult. So, but yeah, I appreciate you wanna... your, your comment. Can I use all that in an ad somewhere? Sure. If you want to reach some, hey, right, cool. Edward, right, you, you got any questions? Some... Yeah, sorry. If you want to reach somebody from New Zealand and Australia, you have to do, uh, yeah, do it in the evening because I think most people are willing to come, but they are so busy the day-to-day -day life and they have kids and they need to drive home. Well, what so. time is it in New Zealand right now? Right now it's uh, 1 p.m. 1 p.m. So probably not, need another, another six hours to have another session, but probably it's midnight for you guys. We're at... at 3 a.m. Master, Master Scrum. 5 a.m. Master Scrum. That's where we used to chat, right? <laughs> yeah. We used to do late night chats. Um, okay. Edwin, you got any questions for Rob and his, because I know you toyed into the product owner realm a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, I, I gave my question already about uh, how you work with uh, with other people within the industry. Okay. Um, and that was already answered. Um, well, good. Yeah. All right. Well, Rob, that wasn't that painful, right? No, I enjoyed it. There you go. Yeah, thanks, I think, Rob. I think, Edwin, did you ever give a presentation? I don't know if you gave a presentation. I made you give me a presentation. I remember you working on a presentation, and I challenged you to actually, okay, I want to see your presentation, and I made you give me the presentation. Or some, I can already some that. Agile training you were doing. I forced <laughs> you to do it. Oh. If you ever want to do a presentation on, on for the meetup, just let me know, okay, Edwin. Um, yeah, maybe about 
I need to figure out the structure because um, I was thinking about something about onboarding uh, new hires. Okay. And so, sort of approach we I've been doing in a different organization, what works to get them onboarded quickly and make them feel safe and feel part of the organization. That would be awesome. That would be a great meetup yeah. conversation. I would love to hear. And I always try to say, present something that you do, right? Don't try to do something you don't do. So that'd be yeah. cool. But that's, that, uh, that'd be interesting. Five minutes, so five minute conversation presentation. I have to build on top of it, come up with some other examples. Onboarding is never five minutes. I don't care. <laughs> It may take longer than that. Cool. No, definitely. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hold you to it. I'm gonna pester you now. All Thank right. You. Um well thanks, Rob. And Are you uh, welcome? I kind of quasi broadcast this out the world, so it'll be interesting to see how it got recorded in uh in uh LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook. So we'll it'll be interesting to see how that went. And <laughs> um I did record it in Zoom and another way. So we should have a bunch of ways to do that.